0: I'm insecure about things right before I go up on a panel, I'm insecure, but you can't tell. And what I do before I do anything like that, I look at myself in the mirror and I say, why not me? And then I get myself together and I get right back in the game. And that is something that you just have to practice over and over again and really start truly believing that you can do it, fake it until you make it, because eventually you'll start to believe it.
1: Welcome to the Jen Marples Show. I'm your host, Jen Marples, a former public relations agency owner turned business and life coach and motivational speaker dedicated to helping female entrepreneurs achieve the business and life they desire in their 40s, 50s, and beyond. Each week, I'll be bringing you conversations with incredible women who are rocking entrepreneurship and taking courageous action while also dealing with all that midlife entails. I'll also be dropping in solo to share thoughts, advice, tips, and tricks that will help you live your best life. If you are thinking about pivoting in your career, starting a new business, or looking for a second act, stick around as I guarantee you will be inspired. And know this, you are not too fucking old. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Jen Marple Show. Today, I am broadcasting live from the Meet in Malibu event, which is that fabulous event I have been talking about put on by the fabulous woman at Modern Day Wife. So today's interview is going to be live, so we've got a lot of ambient noise, which is going to lend to the excitement of all of it. So my wonderful guest today is Patty Asai, and she is a bad ass. She is the Senior Vice President of Mergers and Acquisitions at a major bank. She also has a law degree. She is Persian. She's fabulous. As I'm looking at her right now, she's got a red lip and a matching red bag, an Hermes bag. So I'm already, for all you ladies out there, you're going to love that. You can just... (laughs) You'll look at her Instagram and you'll see how fabulous she is. But the really, really cool thing is she's got this wonderful TikTok. She's the Duchess of Decorum. She's got close to 5 million likes and close to 1 million followers. And this is sort of something she does on the side in addition to her badass day job. So as soon as I read her bio and met her, I was like, oh my God, we have got to talk to her because she is going to be dropping so much inspiration for us today. Patty, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. So Patty, take us through a little bit of your background. Obviously, you're badass, you know, corporate woman by day, and you started this TikTok by night. So I know there's a lot of women who listen, who are in corporate jobs, and they want to take something out for a spin. So your story is going to be very interesting. So tell us how it all started and how you got to where you are today. One thing that I think people
0: should know about me is that I'm an immigrant. I came to this country when I was seven. I didn't speak a word of English. I come from a very underserved background. I suffer from dyslexia, ADHD. So all of that was really a struggle growing up. And there was no time until I would say I was 30 years old that I had less than two jobs. So I'm really built on hustle and just working really, really hard. That is really what has got me to where I am today. I also am in a male-dominated industry, so I've had to navigate that for the past 21 years. And that is one of the reasons that I have my TikTok channel, is so I can teach people and women what they should do in the corporate environment, because typically they don't know, as I didn't. And the reason that I started my TikTok channel is to do that, is to teach people things they didn't know so they can navigate life better. And how it came about is when the pandemic hit right before I was supposed to give a few talks at Big Brothers and Big Sisters. I have done a lot of work with them. And when the pandemic hit, it all shut down. So I had all this like great knowledge in my head and no platform. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? And 2.30 in the morning, it hit me. I woke up. I was like, why don't I make videos? You know, kids are just watching videos these days. So I started to make videos and I had a TikTok channel and it you know, slowly just developed to what it is today.
1: I know that those numbers are really impressive because I thought on TikTok, I had almost 4,000 followers. I thought that was really exciting until I saw what you were doing. Was it an instant success overnight? Did you know exactly what you were gonna do or how did that all come about?
0: Just like anything else in life, it was not an instant success. I first actually started on YouTube, where I was making longer videos, like five to seven minutes. And on a good day, Jed, I was getting 25 views on a good day. So just like anything else in life, you study the analytics and you figure out what you're doing wrong. So I realized that after about a minute, and 20 seconds, people were logging off, the attention span was not there. So I'm like, okay, why don't I go to TikTok? TikTok was only a minute then now I'm allowed to do three minutes, I think. But I was like, "Okay, I can do just these short bits, 1 minute." And in the beginning, it started very slowly. I had to adjust. If you look at my first videos, they look nothing like they do now. But it was a learning process. I went through, you know, the tough times to figure out what worked, and then eventually it took off, but it wasn't easy and it wasn't overnight, for sure.
1: So now, are you going to always, you know, be doing the day job and sort of like the TikTok night job or do you have plans to sort of have this influence piece sort of take over and become the full-time thing? Gosh, it's a very good question.
0: It really depends on how influential I can be. My goal is to reach as many people as possible to teach them. And that is my goal. And if I can do that and earn a living, I'd be very, very happy to do it. But I love my job now, especially I've worked so hard to get to where I am. It's going to be kind of hard to walk away. So it would have to be something where I feel like I can do more to help people. And once that happens, then maybe I can make the transition.
1: What I love about your story and what you're doing is there's a lot of women for myriad reasons are kind of in those jobs, the day-to-day, the corporate jobs. Maybe they want to leave, maybe not. But there's a lot of single moms. There's a lot of women who, you know, gone through crazy divorces or were at midlife. Some women have lost their husbands. So they can't sort of leave that security of that day job. But what I love about what you're doing is that you took a passion to serve, but you didn't have to burn everything else down. You can still be committed to what you're doing sort of during the day and then serve your soul by night, so to speak. So what would you tell the woman out there? who is burning to do something different, either she's working in a corporate job or she's actually stayed at home and hasn't worked for a while and used to be hard charging and she doesn't know where to begin, but she knows she wants to do something. What would you say to her? First and foremost, you have to take a risk.
0: I always use this quote. Dalai Lama says, great love and great achievement require great risk. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be scary as fuck, but you're just going to have to do it. And you can't be afraid of failure because failure is going to happen. You're going to fail and you're going to fail over and over again. But it has to be something that you're passionate about so you can just keep going. So if you've never worked before, it doesn't matter. Figure out what you're passionate about and do that. And if you're working now, to your point, you don't have to burn everything down. Do this as a side hustle. Learn what mistakes you can make now without your entire livelihood being dependent on it. And when you learn and then you finally get to a point where you feel like your side hustle can be your main hustle, that's when you can transition fully into what you're passionate about.
1: I love that. That's a nice, safe way to do it. And also, again, it serves that call to do something different. So you can just keep it like you're doing. So it's you're doing two different things and you're going towards what lights you up. Or, yes, then it becomes something that becomes the breadwinner, and then you can say goodbye to sort of the day job. Absolutely. So, with that, what do you think are the biggest challenges for women at midlife? That we think we're too old.
0: We think we're too old to start something. We think, you know, we're past our prime. I started my TikTok channel at the age of 48 and a half. I am 50 now. And people laughed when I told them that I was on TikTok. Literally, they would laugh at me. So, your age doesn't matter. You can still do it. This You're at the prime of your life now. So don't ever think that just because you're in your middle middle part of your life that you can't be passionate, that you can't do it. Because now you can because you have experience. You've experienced hardships in your life and you know how to overcome them. So this
1: is actually the perfect time for you to start. Thank you for saying that. Yes. So you're 50, I'm 52, and I think the thing that and this is why women listen to the show because it's we're not too fucking old. That is the whole vibe of this show that we can do whatever we want. And I talk to so many women and it's really incredible how many women say like one of two things. I'm too old to start. I'm just going to give up. Why? I'm just kind of resigned to what I'm doing and or they are in a corporate job. I was just talking to someone recently and she's like I'm just afraid I'm going to get fired because I'm now 57 and I'm going to get let go. What would you say to the woman who is in the corporate environment, feeling unsteady, who's in her 50s right now? What would you say to her? What advice would you give her?
0: First, that you have to have confidence around what you're doing at work because it's very clear when you're uneasy at work. Everyone can smell it. So you have to be very confident in your abilities at work if you want to stay in that corporate job. So be confident and act the part know that you're amazing, know that you have something to offer them. And also, if you're passionate about something else, like we were saying, start to pursue that so you don't have that fear. But stop living in the fear that you're gonna get let go because if you can show that they are letting you go because of your age, guess what? You can sue them, that is illegal.
1: Well, there's that. And you know people have heard me get on my soapbox. I think ageism is the last sort of piece of the DEI that we're not really talking about. And we are living longer and we're vital and sorry, but women have big fat brains and there's no reason in health that we should be getting let go from any jobs. But the show is about entrepreneurship because I think like the the path to, you know, success and just to kind of getting what you want, coming back from yourself to yourself rather and finding some financial independence is all, is via entrepreneurship is a very good avenue to climb or to explore rather. So let me ask you this question. What do you think women can do better to support each other? One thing that I've noticed that women are very
0: quick to do is to tear each other down. And that is really a shame. And I think we've been inculcated to do that, like kind of be catty. Instead of that, we need to celebrate one another. We need to support women-owned businesses. I do business with as many women-owned businesses as I possibly can. If a woman asks me to do something, immediately I do it. Be out there helping people and be a mentor. I think that's so important to be involved in a mentorship program for women because I feel like I have something to offer the youth and a lot of women out there do. Use the knowledge that you have to teach a younger woman how she can be successful. And I think a mentorship program is a really great way to start. I love that you said that. What do you wish for women at Midlife? I really wish the women understood how fabulous and smart and just badass they really are. I've always said this, uh, the women on my team outperform the men by leaps and bounds. And it is because women aren't confident in their own abilities. And what they don't understand is confidence doesn't necessarily follow competence. So men are not that competent, but they're so confident. And everyone believes that they're confident, right? Right. But I really wish that women owned their own power and understood the power they have and how smart and amazing they are and just funneled that and channeled that into being successful.
1: I love that. And I want you to repeat. So ladies listening, I just heard Patty speak on a panel and I'm going to have her repeat a little bit that she said about how women in general, we hold ourselves back from trying new businesses or going for promotions or actually applying for jobs because we don't think that we have enough experience. I'm going to let Patty say what she said because it kind of was a mic drop moment. So Patty, please rephrase that.
0: I always say that men walk around in the office like they own the place. Their head is up, their chest is out, like they're walking into a weigh-in versus women are like these shrinking violets. And the way you act is the way that people treat you. So you have to act like the men. You have to act in confidence, make your voice heard in meetings, if someone brushes off your opinion, call them out on it. And most importantly, apply for that next level position. And as I was saying earlier, is that Hewlett Packard did a study where they were surprised because women were not applying for the higher level positions and they wanted to know why. So they did this study and they found that in order for a woman to apply for a job, she felt like she had to meet a hundred percent of the requirements versus the dude's 50% as long as the man felt like oh I meet 50% of the requirements they're applying and they're getting the jobs and the women have even more qualifications than they do so you have to throw your name in the hat you have to apply for that job and honestly I have never been qualified for any job that I've ever gotten ever I've just had confidence in myself I've thrown my name in the hat believed I could do it nine times out of ten they gave me the damn job
1: of course they did So I've been doing a lot of reading and there's actually a doctor that came out with a book and I've got to have her on my show. And she basically said that women's brains at midlife, we are actually really coming into our own that we have our ability to focus really intently like on one big goal because of, you know, we're done having babies and biologically, whether you have children or not, that's just not our goal. And actually, and then another doctor had said, once we hit 70, our brains fire equally from both the left and right sides, which I found interesting. So what's really, you know, and of course, the president of the United States, what is he, 80? He's got to be, or hovering around there. So again, it's just discrimination that we're dealing with, by and large, outside. So we are more than qualified, and we have all, women have all this life experience. And so women, especially if they haven't worked for a while, they're like, well, I haven't worked or this or I've just raised kids or it's like you haven't done just done anything. You've gotten to where you are, but taken many trips around the sun, you have grit, and you have all this experience. And so that can't be you know, underscored. What I want to ask you is when you see women out there and they're trying to get jobs or they're trying to start something and they're not feeling confident. What would you tell them? Because like you said, you're not going to have that confidence. And I like to say it just takes that courage. But there's a lot of women right now just standing on the sidelines waiting to do something. What would you say to them? You have to jump.
0: You have to jump. And you can just pretend to be confident. Just acting like you're confident is half the battle. So act like you are. Fake it till you make it. I love saying that. And it's a muscle that you have to train. It won't come right away. Your confidence, you're not just going to feel like this confident woman right away. But if you just start building that muscle, working on your confidence. And so many times I am insecure about things. Right before I go up on a panel, I'm insecure. But you can't tell. And what I do before I do anything like that, I look at myself in the mirror and I say, why not me? And then I get myself together and I get right back in the game. And that is something that you just have to practice over and over again and really start truly believing that you can do it, fake it until you make it, because eventually you'll start to believe it.
1: I love that you said that. And some people are like, oh, don't fake it till you make it. But I like to say, if it's not fake it till you make it, I like to say, act as if. It's like, act as if it's a done deal. Act as if I'm just a freaking podcaster. Act as if you're a TikTok star. So I counsel men on that all the time. And it is fake. it's fake. It's embodying that future self that you see yourself becoming. And just being her now, yes, right, and it's just like putting on the, the great outfit, the strong lip, whatever it takes. it could just be putting your hair in a ponytail. Everyone has that thing, that little bit that makes them feel powerful, so you just have to really lean into that. so I yes. love that you said that so I want to tell
0: you a story about one of the most successful magazine entrepreneurs in the world, okay when he was in high school, he was failing out of high school, he was getting all fs he was. He was missing class, all of that. He didn't care about success or education. His mom made him promise to take the SAT. And if you know the SAT, the highest score is 1,600. Most people score about 1,000. He took the SAT. He came back with a 1480. Genius level scoring, okay? So his mom was like, did you cheat? He's like, no, I tried. This is a legit score. So he's like, oh, I got a 1480. I must be smart. So you know what he started to do? He started to go to class. He started to pay attention. His teachers were like, maybe we missed the boat on this guy. They started paying more attention to him. He excelled academically. He went to community college, Wichita State. Then he went to an Ivy League Is now one of the most successful magazine entrepreneurs in the world. So you may be thinking, oh, this is great. He started to succeed when he realized how smart he is. That is not the story. 10 years later, after his success, Princeton Review sends him a letter. They do audits on the SAT. And the year that he took it, there were 13 people that got the wrong score. He being one of them. Instead of a 1480, he got a 740. Yes, a 740. So what does that tell you? That tells you that what you think and believe about yourself and how you act are the most important things in your success. He was always the 740. Talent, overrated. Intelligence, overrated. It's what you believe about yourself and how you act that is going to determine your success. So put your actions out there, put your beliefs out there, and let your success
1: catch up to it. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that story. I knew it was going to be something, was it like five? Like, what happened? But that's amazing. It could also be surrounding yourself with the right people, right? So it's like you got that score, because I'm always preaching this to women. You need to find the right women, no matter what kind of change you want to make in your life to reflect back to you, like how great you are. I like to say like one day you feel like Beyonce, other days you just feel plain crazy. But the people that know you that you've chosen to surround yourself with will be like, okay, you're down today, but you have to know you kick ass and that can't be understated. So let me ask you this final question. What do you think the best thing is about being at midlife? That you know who the hell you are, I finally
0: know who the hell I am. I don't think it came until I was really in my mid-40s um, that I gained this confidence and I'm not trying to impress anybody. I am my authentic self. If I don't like something, I don't pretend I do. I don't let anybody control me. I don't let any anybody take up space in my head that shouldn't. And that is a gift that we have that we don't even realize. We think we've gotten old. No, we're just experienced. And I think just knowing who you are and coming into yourself is the most important thing that can happen to anyone, especially women.
1: Oh, I love that! What a great way to end. So, my final question is: Where can we find you, support you, and stalk your TikTok?
0: (laughs) My TikTok and Instagram handle is Duchess of Decorum, all one word. These are the things that I talk about in my
1: videos. So, uh, please follow me. Awesome, and we're going to link all of that in the show notes, Patty. It has been such. A great pleasure chatting with you today and getting to know you. Thank you so much for being on the show. It has been so much fun, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to find out more about how I can help you with your business or life, or you'd like to know more about this podcast, please visit my website at www.jenmarples.com. And if you sign up for my newsletter, I've got two free juicy gifts for you. My stepping into the spotlight guide, if you're ready to be seen and heard in your business, and my 12 steps to pivot guide, if you're itching for a change, but don't know where to begin. Finally, I'd love to connect with you on socials. So please follow me at Jen Marples on Instagram, LinkedIn, or TikTok, and let me know you listen to the show. Nothing makes me happier than connecting with you, dear listener. Have a beautiful day.